This is ESPN Radio. If you were Joe Burrow, with north of $52 million per year, guaranteed, a contract that's going to be close to well, somewhere between $150 and $200 million, would you put that on the line and risk injury as the NFL season is one week away? We'll touch on that coming up in just a moment with Jay Williams on me and Fitzsimmons. This is ESPN Radio, ESPN2, as we are presented by Progressive Insurance. But Jay Will had a motivational speech this morning. <laughs> Did I? Was it a motivational speech it, that went wrong yeah, or I, went you, right? You had me like – Well, I lost you at Ghost. Yeah. I, as, soon as, then, as soon as I said it, Ghost – And wasted like, talent. You know, like, people just automatically like what Ghost and it distracts them – from the main overall point, I had my my grandfather, who I was very close to. Uh, you know, I had him sta- like standing over me, going, "You are such a waste of talent." <laughs> what you and you've could done really have well. Been, right? You're killing it. <laughs> You're going for your dreams. That's what it's like. It's like when I was in college, my freshman year, I would be open, and coaches like shoot the ball. I'm like I, I just, I, I don't know. He's like shoot the shot, shoot the shot. That's all. That's all the quote is saying, pretty much. Shoot your shot. Yeah. Go for it. Now, that may be the intent, but the delivery. Yeah, okay, fair. Mm, That's, that, that could be an accurate assessment. Brick, right? Yeah. So let's go to the phones. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll touch on Joey B coming up in a second. Larry in Miami. Larry, did Jay Will motivate you this morning? Um, yeah, Jay Will. Will motivational speech this morning was worse than Fitz X and Steve Smith about playing in a – 107 <laughs> degrees hot weather. The worst motivational speech ever. Well, I'm glad I saved my 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 worst for my last day on air. Great, awesome, perfect. What way to go out? Awesome. Right? Yeah, that was my question to Steve Smith a couple weeks ago. Jay Will, I went because remember last year the playoff game, he's freezing cold in Buffalo. I mean, it, it looked miserable. And then next time we see him, he's at training camp in Miami, and yep. he's just sweating gravy. <laughs> so I said, if you had to choose one, cold or about a 110 heat index, which one? And he goes, Fitz, that may be the worst question ever. Always choose the heat. No, I'm going cold. You're going cold? What? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm Always a, choose I'm a the heat. too, man. No, 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 no. I'd no. much rather sweat than be freezing cold every day. No, man. You can put that Under Armour cold gear on head to toe. I mean, yeah. No, 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 no. I, no. You can put more clothes on. You can only take so many off. No, look at me. I like the heat. No. I got you. No, I, I can't. Nope. By the way, I'm out. Ethan, Ethan Greenberg, your words of wisdom and inspiration were fire this morning on ESPN Radio. It certainly got me thinking. So obviously I, I'm doing something right. Paul I'm doing something Cleveland. right out there. Paul in Cleveland, is Jay Will doing something right? Were you motivated? Hey, guys. <clears throat> Thanks for the call. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. So huh. I think when you look at Denzel in the speech, He's giving it to college students who have their whole future. The world is their oyster. There's so much to do in their life. Now, I don't know the average age of your, your listener. I'm in my upper 30s. I'm 38. So if the average listener on your radio is my age, I'm looking back and like, well, I kind of missed my prime. Now I got to settle in. I missed what? my prime. What? Thir- Paul, cozy. Paul, 38 is the, tw- is the new 28. What are you, you missed your prime? What are you talking about, Paul? What are you talking uh, about? 
You still can go do it. I feel like I did. Well, that's, a, that's a, if you're thinking that 38 is too old for you to go out and still accomplish some of your stuff, get out of here, man. I know people that are still bagging groceries at 38 and then turn out to be extremely successful. So I'm not, like, there's levels to it, man. Don't think that you missed your prime window. Yeah. What's your prime window? You're not Doc Holliday in Tombstone. I'm in my prime. You're good, man. 38, you're a child. Come on, Paul. Yeah, I'm Jay Will on that one. Paul in Cleveland. Paul, you're on ESPN Radio, ESPN. We just had Paul in Cleveland. He's gone. Leon in D.C. <laughs> you're on ESPN Radio. Are you motivated? Hey, what's going on, fellas? What up, D? Um, I wasn't motivated, but it did help me realize something. Jay Will's speech helped me realize marriage is the first step to divorce. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. Pat oh, is See, this is what right Pat now. does. Hey, yo! Pat has ruined people's mindsets. It's a problem. Marriage. And look at you cheering Pat on, Ian. Marriage you, is it, it, this is not, no, Pat, this is not your cue <laughs> to jump back in the Here show. Oh. What? Come I'm on gonna, in, I'm going to eat my bagel now. You can't spell failure without U-R-A. Eh. Horrible. That was as bad as... Ghosts around beds. Does your bagel have a hole in it, Jay? Oh, no. No, it does not. That. Not doing that. William in it, New York. Wow. William, you're on ESPN Radio. Were you motivated by Jay Well this morning and his ghosts around your bed oh. and lost talent and dreams? Don't make it hey, sound heck like that. Yeah. Uh, first of all, thank you guys for all, everything that you do. It, it's absolutely awesome. Thank you, guys. Um, William in upstate New York. Yeah, I, absolutely. I was motivated. You know, I think uh, next Thursday – is that uh, um, that that Chiefs game and uh, you know with Chris Jones, um, you know, w- with everything that's going on with him, what's going to happen to the over under? What's going to happen with the time of possession? What's going to happen with how much time Patrick is going to be on the field and how much time the defense is on the field? Yeah, this has got me motivated. Absolutely, oh, so and I, I'm, I'm glad you guys brought. I'm, I'm glad you guys brought it up. So I motivate you to put some money down on some bets. That's what I did. Uh, I, you know, Jay, uh, um, j- just a small amount, whether it's $20, $25, that's about to my extreme. Yeah, I'm, I'm a veteran. Um, I, I, we just got a new casino over thank you, here. Thank uh, you for your Albany. service. Thank you for your service, Will. Thank you for your kind words. And uh, we, we just got a, um, one where you can bet actual sports games called Rivers Casino oh. uh, here, here in, uh, right about uh, outside Albany. So I, you know, and they got an app. Uh, so it's, um, you know, pretty wow. cool. And I'll tell you, um, with the conversation that Jay had um, about Chris, jo- uh, Chris Jones, it, that's a very big topic. Uh, Chris Jones has a very big impact with that defense. He leads the way, how, which means how much time of possession is, is Patrick uh, going to be on the field? Um, you know, th- this is very big topic. William, we appreciate your phone call. I think he was more motivated by Booger and yours and your analysis of what's going on with the Chiefs more than your Denzel Washington motivational message. But I, I thought he, I thought he was paid by a casino in Albany. I mean, he like he started plugging an app, and I was like, "Where are we going? <laughs> we, 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 <laughs> what we is happening right, right here? off the interstate?" <laughs> Jacob in Tennessee. Jacob, you're on ESPN Radio. Fire away! Come on, Jacob, talk to me. Good morning, guys. What's up? Good morning. Hey, I was actually, I was actually super motivated by Jay this morning. Thank you, thank you. Jay. So, I've spent the last maybe month considering: should I switch careers? Should I try something that I actually want to try, even if I fail? And I turned the radio on this morning, and the first thing I hear from you guys is Jay's 
talking to motivational you. speech this morning. Talking to you, and it, and legit, I called my, I turned the radio off. I called my wife. I said, "You're never going to believe what Jay Will said." So, boom. Ian. I don't know, man. I'm boom. headed. I'm headed to work this morning, and I'm I'm considering what my next steps are. Jacob, if you don't like what you do, don't do it. It's, it's, it's you game don't of like, life. You don't you, get a do-over. If you don't like what you do, and I, I know a lot of people, I know it's easier said than done. If you don't like what you do, do something that you think you will like. Hey, Jay, well, by the way, that was pretty cool, man. I mean, That's what I'm actually, saying. you actually touched Jacob on that one. I, I, but I, I, just, I, wanted, I wanted to crack a joke or something, but I'm not going to. I mean, that was, that was, that was kind of deep. But look, I heard that commencement speech at an interesting point in my life that allowed me to, all right, like, I want to do what I want to do. Like, I want, I want to really, I want to shoot for it. I want to go for it. Why not? I can't make fun of that, you know? that speech here right now because See? of Jacob See? in Tennessee. See, now I will you're not in a moment, make fun of the but, but anymore. just not, not <laughs> in this moment. Derek in Virginia. Derek, you're on ESPN Radio. Were you motivated by Jay Will? I was extremely motivated by Jay Will. Motivated to have nightmares. Jay Will talking about ghosts hanging around my bed. Now I'm going to be motivated to sleep with one eye open, what looking to see if ghosts are everywhere. I can't tell that to my kid who's a soccer player saying, hey, there's going to be ghosts around your bed because if you don't live up to your potential because he'll be sleeping in my bed till he's like 22. Man, that wasn't motivating. That was scary. That was flat out scary. I'm having nightmares now. Derek, Derek, how, nightmares. Old are you? Derek how old are you? I'm 48. You're a grown ass man. Ain't no ghost scaring you. Ain't man, no ghost scaring nightmares. you, Derek. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have the blanket up to my nose with one eye open <laughs> and like three hours of sleep because I'm just gonna be thinking about ghosts just looking at me, telling me I'm I wasted my life and everything. Thanks a lot, Jay Will. And now nightmares. we're back That's on track. Now, now, back. Yeah. now we went from Jacob like talking about switching careers to. Hell no! That was about as unmotivating, more terrifying than motivating. I mean, you, this can, you can go a lot of different directions with ghosts. Track. You can go like with you know Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore ghosts. Like you know, it could be you know, there's a, there a lot of different Casper the ghost. There's a lot of different ways you can look at it. Yeah, uh, and, and then if you have ever seen Friday the Thirteenth, there you go. There's another one. Renee in Maryland. Renee, you're on ESPN Radio. That was ESPN Two. Jason, that wasn't a ghost. Good, kind of, good morning, gentlemen. How are we do? Doing oh, well. Good. Your your voice is very. Very rewarding to hear, Renee. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to say, yes, motivational speeches can hit people differently. So you can't negate the fact that, you know, you gave a motivational speech. And it did motivate me to get on the phone and call. See? See? That, see, Ian, once again. <laughs> Ian, you like to live in a negative place, you and Pat. And oh, here man. I am, Renee, calling in, being positive. <laughs> and I, I like the vibes that are coming across the channel right now. I, I got to tell you. Renee, thank you for your and time. Really, and, uh, oh, go ahead. No, go you ahead. don't have to cut her off. Let her continue I'm her not, positivity. I like, I like the soothing tones. <laughs> no, I want you to read me a book. I just wanted to, I just wanted to thank you all so much because I've learned a lot watching the, you know, sports news and all that, and the shows that come on ESPN. So thank you. I'm a retiree, and it gives me a lot to look forward to. Thank, Thank you, you man, for your time. That's Have a amazing. great day and a great weekend. Enjoy the, the football back in our lives. So, um, Ian, I love when the Southern hospitality comes out of you. I, I love, I love that. Like, I love it's oh. like you know, th- yes, sir, no, ma'am. Like, it's. I, I wish I teach my kids that. I wish there was more of that. I didn't even realize I said it. But yeah, that, 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 that's it what happens when your mom. You're raised on a thoroughbred horse farm and you're mucking stalls around the age of four. And if you don't, you get beaten with a lead shank and a riding crop for not doing <laughs> well, your that, chores or what? not saying yes, ma'am or no, ma'am or yes, sir and no, sir. <laughs> 
Yeah, okay. The, I'll beat some sense into you. That's what it is. Pretty much. <laughs> Do it or else. Or this strap's coming across your butt. Uh, so you don't say yes, ma'am, in my house? I'm still terrified of my mom. Yeah, to it. this day. I get it. Yes, ma'ams, no ma'ams, yes sirs, no sirs. He's Jay Well, me, Infant Simmons. Coming up next, will Joe Burrow say yes to playing without a new contract? Right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN News. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is ESPN Radio. Justin Herbert set the mark. $52 million you mean? per. That's, that's a big bag of cash. Joe Burrow is about to break that one. He's seen Jalen Hurts get paid, Lamar Jackson get paid. We mentioned Justin Herbert. Yeah. Now he's looking for that long-term deal with Jay Will. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. You're on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. So we are presented in part by Progressive Insurance. And Jay, go back to your playing days. If you're Joe Burrow and you've got between 150 and $200 million in guaranteed take-home money on the line, would you go out there in one, well, basically eight, nine days? and play in an NFL game without that new contract that you're looking for? I would. I would. Depending upon how was my relationship with ownership. Have I been communicated to properly? Have I been treated properly? And are we on the verge of getting something done? If we're on the verge of getting something done, then I will do it. Um I'm built like that. that, That's just who I am, Ian. I'm a guy because I I recognize what my talents bring to the table and the fact that for my team to reach its true potential, I need to be there and I need to be involved. Um, But I'm built that way. I would also not hold it against a guy like Lamar Jackson who decides not to come back and play because he's doing what's in his best interest for himself considering his history in that time. I'm just built slightly differently. Um, I don't think either way is right or wrong. It's dependent upon who the individual is. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. And covering Joe Burrow uh, probably close to a dozen times in his two years at LSU, I can tell you right now, having gotten to know him, and he's even more driven now because he's had a taste of that Lombardi. I mean, he won it all in 2019 with one of the best college football teams we have seen probably in the last quarter century. I mean, it, it, just go down the list of guys on the offensive side of the ball alone. I mean, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Clyde Edwards, E. Lair, that O-line with Cushenberry and, and the boys up front, and, oh, yeah, Joe Burrow. I mean, it was just – it was X-rated, you know, but he won it all there. He's had a taste of 
that Lombardi, that Super Bowl experience. And now that, that, that knowing him a little bit, that's going to drive him even more so. And that is why it would take an army. You'd have to lock this man up in a cell to not take the field week, on, week one with his boys. And Ian, but you, you could do both in parallel, though, right? You, you can apply pressure still by playing by saying, I need this to get done. And, you know, the reality of the nature is that it, Joe Burrow is one of the most marketable players in all of sports. Like we were, like, joking around the other day about, like, you know, who do you think is more in tune with culture, like Joe Burrow or Russell Wilson? Like, it was like a joke, and I hear those type of things that go on in locker rooms or those type of things that go on, especially in barbershops. And, like, Joe Burrow is him. So him obviously having an injury. Yeah, he's more in tune. I'll answer that question. He's more in tune yeah. with pop culture than Russell Wilson is. He, he just, he's, um, it's like a je ne sais quoi, right? Like, there's a certain, certain players have it. He has it. So being one of the most recognizable faces in the NFL, being one of the most marketable players in all of sports, uh, being a guy that's had that taste of the Lombardi trophy, you're damn right you're going to pay him. You're going to pay him more than what you paid Justin Herbert. You're going to pay him more than what Lamar Jackson got paid because he's next in line. He's going to be the highest paid quarterback in the league, and then he's going to have the highest average annual uh, value in the league as well per year. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, and guys like Burrow are just different. You know, I remember his first game at LSU. I was there against the Miami Hurricanes. I mean, and, and Miami at the time, I think, was preseason number 11 or number 12. It's at Jerry World. You know, they, they haven't padded up yet. They're just still out there in, in shorts and T-shirts. And a couple of Miami players cross over the 50, which you don't do. That's a no-no. You don't go on the, the, uh, your opponent's other side, onto their side of the 50. And all of a sudden, now you got LSU big boys, offensive, defensive linemen, jawing with the Miami Hurricanes. And I look over, and you know who's right in the middle of it? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. And one Miami Hurricane, I can't remember which one it was, started screaming, man, you're a transfer. You couldn't cut it to Ohio State. Transfer. Transfer. And Joe looks at him and goes, I'll be wearing nine. Come find me. I'm wearing mm. nine. I'm going, oh, my God, Magnum. This dude is just different. Then when they came out padded up, their tunnel was right next to the Miami defensive front. When they came out of there to the tunnel, Burrow stops, looks at the Miami defensive line, and goes, nine. Got it? Nine. And he threw the U up and then threw it down and ran off. And they beat the ever-loving hell out of Miami in that game. And the legend of Joe Burrow began that night. That's the quarterback we're talking about. So anybody who thinks that he's not going to go out there without a long-term deal, <laughs> you're wrong. He's, he will be out there with his guys because that's just how he's built. And here, here's the other question. If you're Joe Burrow, having been a pro athlete, Jay will do you cut off contract negotiations once the, once the year begins, once the season begins, to have it not be a distraction? Or would no. it not distract you and you still want to try and get it's it done a, during not, the year? Not, it, it doesn't, it, I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. You have no choice but for it to happen. So why do some guys do that? So you know what? I don't want to be distracted by it. You that know, makes you, no you, sense to me. Yeah, I'm with you. It, it, it. It's, like, it's like when people – it's like sometimes when athletes tell me, well, I'm just focused on my career. I'm like, so spend eight hours of your day focused on your skill set. You're telling me if you sleep for another eight hours, you still have eight hours left in a day. You can't take two hours and apply that towards the business that you want to build? What are we talking about here? Yeah, I'm, I'm, if There's I'm enough in time step. in your day. And by the way, you're not even really engaged in it. Like, your team is engaged in it, and your team can update you when it gets there. 
right? So, I mean, my thing is you can do both in parallel. I, I did want to bring up this point, though, Ian, which I think is pretty fascinating. Like, we have – now, I think about it. Like, Dwayne Haskins was chosen over Joe Burrow, right? Like, so, like, Ryan Day was the offensive coordinator at that time for Ohio State. So, like, there's certain things that you kind of see where it's like even Jalen Hurts and Tua. Like, it's worked out for Tua. But there's certain players, like, even the best coaches in the game of football miss it sometimes. Yeah, and remember, when Burrow was competing at Ohio State for the backup spot behind Haskins, he got hurt, which pushed him from being maybe the, the, the number two on now down to third team. And that's when he hit the, you know, he, he transfers over to LSU, and the rest is literally football history. Uh, but to your, to your point, he wasn't even starting then, right? I mean, it, it was, he wasn't in the mix to replace Haskins, who was a first-team All-American and a heck of a quarterback at Ohio State. Uh, but he wasn't in the mix for even that backup spot, which led to him transferring. But, man, it, it's – again, it, it, it's it, – here's another aspect when it comes to the Bengals. They have shown him – they brought in Zeus Jr. and Orlando Brown, right? Mm-hmm. They've drafted – you know, they brought in first-round, second-round type picks to help him on that offensive line. Brought in free agents to shore up that, that O-line, which has been a turnstile at almost every position the last two years. That, to me, also, if I'm Joe Burrow – not only is it about my long-term deal, but the, the organization is showing me, hey, we are, we're doing everything we can to not come close to winning that Lombardi, but to actually winning that Lombardi. That, to me, would also go a long way. And Kobe Bryant, uh, he, he said a lot of things to me, and I often bring him up a, a ton on our show um, just because he's been an inspiration and he's motivated me in so many different ways. Um, there was one time uh, we were working out, and uh, we were just having conversation on something. Somebody was talking about, you know, being all bought in, right? It's like a situation. Like, why would I be all bought in? And, and he looked at me and was like, nobody would ever say that to me. How are you not all in with me? I'm right. all in with myself every day. How are you not in all in with me? Yeah. And, like, yeah. to me, like, that is, like, that's what Joe Burrow epitomizes. So, like, when we ask, like, hey, could he do that in parallel? Or are you going to stop contract talks through the season? Like, I would then just retort with a simple question if I were Joe Burrow. How are you not all in with me? With me. He's going to be something special yet again, and the Bengals are a threat yet again to uh, to make a Super Bowl run. He's Jay Williams. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. All right, coming up next, Colts GM Chris Ballard had some head-scratching comments Mm. when it comes to the situation involving his running back, Jonathan Taylor. And you'll hear him next right here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. One of the best players in his position mm-hmm. is on the pup list. Wanted out, didn't get traded, 
Now he begins the season on the pup with a team that he doesn't want to be with, and that would be Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. With Jason Williams, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here as we are presented by Progressive Insurance. You're on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. Jay Will, go back to your playing days. You're in a locker room. One of the best players on your team. You know he wants out. The owner has said he's not going to get paid. What kind of an impact does that have throughout the entire room? Uh, it depends what player I am in that room. If I'm Anthony Richardson, I'm thinking to myself, damn, like that's a, that's a weapon I could have utilized that could have helped my numbers inflate myself my rookie year. This is going to be a different challenge than what I ultimately expected. If I'm Shane Steichen, oh, I did again. Oh, my God. Hug, stop. Shane Steichen. <laughs> so two hours ago, we're talking about this topic. And, and Shane Steichen, the new head coach for the Shane Colts, Steichen. coming over. Oh God. Shane Steichen. Second time it's happened today. This is the worst. Like, and I haven't thought about it. And, then, and, then we and I corrected myself after hour one, and apparently it's still following me. Shane it's haunting me. It's haunting me. That was like then, the ghost in my motivational speech. This is now, this is, this is equivalent to Kevin Garnett trying to say equivalent. But yes. anyway, all right. Shane Steichen, to, okay. Back to you. Yes, uh, the floor is yours. Obviously, it, it takes one of my main assets, one of my main weapons off the field uh, for a team that last year was in disarray with the team that last year – all of a sudden decided to bench Matt Ryan, go with Sam Ellinger, Ellinger, right? And then obviously let go of Frank Reich and all of a sudden bring in Jeff Saturday. So there was a lot of moving parts last year, and now it still feels like there are a lot of moving parts. So, But as as a player, though, there's nothing I can do about your situation. I can want you on the field because I know what it can lead to for our team. You're obviously our team's best player. Everybody in that locker room recognizes that. But the, the one, my main and my biggest point that I walk away with, Ian, is that if they're willing to do that to you, why wouldn't they do it to me? Right, that's the big one that's going to just flood that entire room. And you brought up Anthony Richardson. Chris Ballard, Colts GM, was posed the question about you know the, not having Jonathan Taylor behind Anthony Richardson, which we all know, outside of the O-line, which is the obvious one, a running game is a quarterback's best friend or one of his best friends. And Chris Ballard was posed that question about AR. Will this stunt his growth, not having JT back there in his rookie year? Here's what he said. I don't think it stunts his growth. No, not at all. I don't know. Did it stunt Andrew's growth without a special back? Andrew being Andrew Luck, and if you were happened to be a running back on that particular team, you're going, really? With the drive-by on, on me? You mean the guy who retired because he got hit too much? Right. That would be Andrew Luck. Well, yeah. uh, I mean, look, I... I I, I can't blame Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard. Wow. Chris Ballard. I mean, it kind of feels like he was, um, you know, at, at times within organizations, you get certain people that have to fall on the sword. Uh, I, I truly believe that Chris Ballard, if he could have, he would have found an agreement with the agent. They would have paid him. Maybe not as much as he was looking for, but they would have found some kind of sweet spot. Now, look, I don't know all the details. Uh, I, I will say, though, from the outside looking in, that the way that Jonathan Taylor's agent has handled this as well does not seem to be that great, right? You can't get into a tit-for-tat battle with an owner that you know uh, will double down. And like we said before, I utilize this term multiple times, like digging into the batter's box. Like that's what Jim Irsay will do now. Like that's what owners will do at the end of the day. And this also goes back in to the CBA, which it's on the players as well that when the governing body of work dictates what the value is deemed of for a certain position, now to say that we deserve more, it's like tax loopholes. Like, right, people, like the rich will find tax loopholes and be like, well, this is, this is what's in the fine print. 
I'm just utilizing the construct that you gave me. So that's what owners are doing. So it, it, it puts that position in a tough bind, I understand. But it's hard to believe that they haven't even talked or tried to find a sweet spot. Do you believe that to be the case? Or do you think they, uh, Jim Mercer made that, that quite clear you know, a, a few weeks ago. And, and, and that's why Chris Ballard is up here trying to massage this whole thing and keep a relationship, or what's left of a relationship, intact to see if he can get Jonathan Taylor a long-term deal. Because, look, listen more to Chris Ballard in his tone, because for me, it sounds like, it feels like, that Chris Ballard wanted to give Jonathan Taylor maybe a, a three-year deal or a four-year deal. At what price, you think? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe just average up, you know, Saquon Barkley 10? and Josh Jacobs. That'd be, let's say $11.5 yeah. million per, right, okay. for over three years. But it, it's, the, it's the longevity. Guaranteed take-home, here's $30 million plus for a running back. We're a running back market. We all know what that is right now. It's in the plumber's end of the pipes. And Ballard was posed that question, how has the running back market factored into discussions with Jonathan Taylor. Here's what he said. The running back market is what it is, but you pay great. I've said this all along. Like, I didn't have what Quentin Nelson didn't have a problem playing a guard a lot of money, which other people don't either. When guys are having great seasons and great, have a chance to really help your football team, absolutely. The running market is what it is, but look, great players are what they are too. So I, I think that all works. I think there's a. Well, in that case, is JT. I'm assuming JT is a great player. Is that. We won four games last year. We won four games. That last comment, Jay Will, really irked you a bit. When you're talking about paying great players, and the next thing you know, he's asked, well, he's a great player when I pay him, and he, and he drops the, well, we won four games last year. I think if Chris Ballard could do it all over again, he would take that one back. Yeah. Because he he, he's smart enough to know that when you say that, that becomes the headline, not the context that you gave before. Yep. Now, we're a radio show. We're going to talk about the context because that matters. But when you get to these bigger national platforms, we both know how this works, Ian, right? We won four games last year. That's four the games. That, that is that, the headline. That, the that is the topic. When yep. you're walking through airports, that's what you see on the screen, and it says Chris Ballard next to it, and that becomes what Chris Ballard says as it relates to his relationship with Jonathan Taylor. Right? So, And, by the way, for Jonathan Taylor, like he's going to see that and be like, well, damn, Chris, I thought you were on my side. We're not going to talk about contextually what the hell happened last year, how much our team was in disarray, how much stuff went on here with us losing our head coach, us bringing in Jeff Saturday, appreciate Jim Ursay giving somebody else a shot. But like, and I love Jeff Saturday. I think oh, Jeff yeah. Saturday is my guy. Uh, I don't think. I know Jeff Saturday is my guy, but very inexperienced to put him in the driver's seat to a, and also for a guy in John Taylor who's come back off injury. Battle. So – or just even fire Frank Reich in the first place. Exactly. I mean, that's a whole other one. But listen to Chris Ballard, again, Colts GM, try and sum up. and you, Listen to his, the, the frustration and tone in his voice when he tries to sum up the situation involving Jonathan Taylor, the Colts, and basically all parties involved. I have great respect for Jonathan Taylor. Um, our relationship, I would tell you, is, look, even when it gets hard, I, I won't – I won't quit on the relationship. I think too much of the young man. And what sucks, I mean, the situation sucks. I'm not going to sit here and give you some rosy picture like, oh, this is just, everything's okay. No, it sucks. It sucks for the Colts. It sucks for Jonathan Taylor. And it sucks for our fans. It, it, it just, it does. And it's, it's where we're at. 
and we've got to work through it. And we're going to do everything we can to work through it. Relationships are repairable. They're repairable. They are between he and, and JT. And, and that just sounds like to me of a general manager who was willing to give a running back in this climate that we're in, in the NFL, a long-term contract. But the owner is meddling in football decisions, and that's never good. Ask the Dallas Cowboys, right? He does not want to pay Jonathan Taylor. For some reason, it feels like they have gotten cross, going back to his comments a few weeks ago, going, we're not trading him, and I'm not paying, giving him a long-term deal. It felt like to me, listening to that there, Jay, that Ballard wanted to, but wasn't allowed to. So, you know, I, I'm a big fan of this, and I'll say this before we go to break, too, Ian, is that when when you want to get in shape, you get a trainer. Um, you know, when you want to be better at a skill position, you hire a coach. When you want to be better mentally, like you go see a therapist. My wife and I go to couples therapy. It's what we do. I love it. Uh, it, it helps us build our relationship. And one of the things I've learned from our therapist is that when you, when you are faced with a moment of contention, when there is an argument, it, it, it takes somebody to have somewhat, not an admission of guilt, but to come to the table saying, I apologize for this type of behavior because it didn't bring the best out of you. I should have went about it differently. The only way that relationship is repairable is if one of those guys is willing to let their ego go. Now, I, I think that's, that may be more of a Jim Ursay move if he values Jonathan Taylor as it relates to finding that sweet spot and just be like, hey, look, the market takes this. I can't give you that. If you want to get that in an open market, maybe like I'll wait until we get fair value market. I apologize for the way my comments may have resonated publicly. I was frustrated. Uh, I, re- I responded in a moment where I wasn't thinking clearly. But like, here's the way that I need to get this deal done. Like, here's what's in our best interest. How do we work towards that? Like, it's going to take somebody to have that. It's going to take him, not somebody. Excuse me. It's going to take Jim Mercer to do that. I'm not sure he's willing to do that. Amen on that one, man. Good luck if you're Jonathan Taylor and the Colts and Chris Ballard and that fan base. He's Jay Will. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. Coming up, are the Jets drinking too much of their own Kool-Aid? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. Trash talk is an art. Some people are great at it. Okay, with Nolan Smith, Philadelphia Eagles, rookie edge rusher out of Georgia. Next level. Get ready, Eagles fans. You're going to love it. Some guys, when they try to be tough, don't quite stick the landing with jay williams i'm ian fitzsimmons you're on espn radio espnu we are presented by progressive insurance and jay will hard knocks uh hbo max hard knocks a uh, new episode came out and we witnessed and heard aaron Rodgers <laughs> trash talking with monfrey ward a very large human and linebacker for the new york giants i need him to take a master class with michael jordan like just go on Michael. Michael Jordan's in the south of France right now, or Monaco on his boat. Like Aaron just needs to fly out there for a day or two and just just be around him so he can learn how to do it correctly because that was not good. Now I like the line. I don't even know who you are. 
I mean, that reminded me of Kobe Bryant and Raja Bell. And Raja Bell's a great friend of ours, right? But Raja actually had the last laugh because in the next game in, in the Western Conference uh, semis, I believe, you know, it was, what, game six, and they destroyed, the Suns destroyed Kobe's Lakers. But Kobe dropped that on Raja. Raja delivered. Uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of maybe stole it, possibly. No, maybe. I don't even know who you are. It's a great line. Jihad Ward then respond. That was one of the worst comebacks. I don't know who you are. All right, all right look. I know you are, but who am I? I know you. I, mean, <laughs> I know you on. are, but who am I? Right. <laughs> Wait, Ian, it, it was bad. Ian, like as like uh, as an athlete, right? Or like, just what kind of trash talker would you be? Because there's different types of trash talkers, right? There is the Gary Payton, which is more like the flagrant trash talker. There is the Roger Bell. You would know from experience. With yep, Gary like Payton, which I know, like the mitten. I'm more of like the. Um, I'll get flagrant, but it takes me a lot to get flagrant. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm more of the quiet type, but it's more like in my actions, I do like little things to annoy you just to let you know that I'm there. That's there's like, me. There, that, that's okay. Me. Yeah. There's the sarcastic individuals, kind of like Aaron Rodgers is more like the, the smart little jabs, but he's sarcasm. To sound tough, right? Yeah, he, whole... yeah, but he's that's not who he is, though, right? No, he, he's like the smart jabber. He's like the smart jab. Oh, you thought we were gonna run that? You thought we were gonna run that play? Like they, he would say something like that, you know. Like it, it, there's all different levels to it. Like I'd much rather you be flagrant with me, just Larry be aggressive. Bird. Larry Bird is one of the greatest. Yes, guys. I mean the Chuck Person story where people don't know it. It's it's Christmas. Um, yes, I love this story. They're they're playing the Pacers, and and this is and I, I was first told this story from Larry Bird after the Dallas Mavericks won the 2011 Larry O. And Rick Carlisle obviously and Larry Bird go way back uh, when when they were teammates with the Celtics. And so Carlisle's one that actually told me to, to ask Bird the story. And so here it is. So it's Christmas Day, and Chuck Person and Larry Bird couldn't stand one another. I mean, they, they would go at it nonstop. Well, all of a sudden, you know, the game's on the line. They're down two. Bird looks right at the Pacers bench and then eyes Chuck Person. He goes, I'm hitting a game winner from right here. Mm, mm-mm. Points a spot. Told him. Told him what he was going to do. And the Pacers are all like, what? I mean, like Reggie Miller's way, like a rookie or whatever. Like, now come on. Goes off one pick, two picks, across the baseline. Goes to the exact spot. Launches it. Here comes the three. The ball's in midair and looks at the Pacers bench as he's jogging off the court and says, Merry Christmas, Mother Ruse. <laughs> ah, I love it. I <laughs> love it. Ball game, Celtics win. That's trash talk. Right? That's amazing. That's next level. This the line from Aaron was awesome, but then telling the story kind of took away from the line. You you know who does uncombackable? Yeah, uncombackable. Um, Steph does that a ton. Not does he? not as flagrant, but like it's still it's like. Um, He'll shoot and then turn around, and look at the bench, and be like, and give you like oh, one yeah. of these, like it's good. And it, it's like to me, that's still trash talk, right? Because it's a sense of like extreme confidence that doesn't matter if you have a hand in his face or not. He doesn't even need to watch the ball go in. It's like straight off the release, he'll turn and start running the opposite way or facing the opposite direction, which is completely contradictory to the way that you were taught how to shoot. Like, you shoot, you hold your follow-through. It's like a quarterback staying in the pocket, throwing it towards his target all the way through, right? That motion. Yep. Like, just to be like Patrick Holmes, some of the guys, like the flings or the things, like the no-look passes. Like, that's a sense of arrogance, but, like, extreme confidence that can rub people the wrong way, too. Oh, without a doubt. And, and 
th- those are the ones I-, I like the subtle ones more so. Like Nolan Smith, I referenced him when when he's off the field, he is one of the nicest, most cerebral, deep thinking type guys you're going to be around when it comes to college football. He was just he was awesome to just to get to know. You you now being on the field as a field analyst and reporter in college football very different. When he puts that helmet on, oh my God, Magnum! It's like a, it's like a transformation. And he Eagles fans, you're going to see Nolan Smith, rookie edge rusher out of Georgia, talk even as a rookie. He will talk so he does. He's that guy that does research, looking up family names, that kind of stuff. I mean, he is, it's he it is next level. I mean, how unfair is that? That pretty much. You know, Nick Sirianni, Sirianni and company have drafted the entire Georgia D-line. Oh, yeah. They're, they're putting like the, what? The hedges right on top of their D already. That's absurd. Yeah, it's it's next level. It is. I mean, they're, they're, they're filthy. They are. But when it, when it comes to the Jets and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers and the trash talk, great line. Ward's comeback was just grotesque. It was awful. Ward's line, I don't know who yeah, you are. I mean, yeah, he just stole out of way. It's not but, believable. You know, we got the, the false bravado needs some, needs some serious work. Yeah, come up with something <laughs> a little bit more Simmons. Coming up next is a college football team no one is talking about, but you might want to get to know them next right here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. This is ESPN Radio. More next.